power on. The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech Podcast feed. Legendary films and TV shows. Or just pure shit. The legendary host, Dr. Brian Sovereign. Sovereign at the movies. Something that, yeah, I, 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 I really, I, I don't think this, I, I could never imagine that I'd be doing this. In fact, I, I could never imagine that I would be doing what I did last night. It's that unbelievable. Of course, you've already seen the title to this podcast, so you know what I did. Uh, well, maybe you don't know it. No, you know what I did, but maybe you're thinking I was referencing something else, but no, I didn't do that. Uh, but what I did do. <laughs> was go see. I, I again, I'm 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 still blown away by this. I mean, I I think I talked about it in recent Sovereign at the Movies, which, by the way, welcome to Sovereign at the Movies, where we talk about movies and really all kinds of it could be any kind any manner you know of of entertainment uh, through any venue or, or genre. Um, in this case, it will be a movie. Um, but yeah, I I went to go see. Rocky four in theaters. Now that might not be so surprising. I mean, if you've been around other parts of the world, uh, in previous decades, you know, you could go to movies, you know, like you could go to the theater in Australia and they will literally play like say Rambo one through three, you know, like all in one night. And it's, you know, the cost of one movie or something, you know, this is a popular thing. Once you get outside of America, uh, of course, in recent years, um, it has become popular again, or it has become finally become a thing in America outside of California anyway, where theaters will regularly show, um, you know, classic films, but we got more than just a classic film here. So again, seeing Rocky four in theaters. Okay. Maybe that's not so surprising, but seeing a new version of Rocky four, seeing a director's cut of Rocky four with what chalks up to 40 minutes of new footage. However, it's really only two minutes longer than Rocky four was originally, uh, you know, back in, in 1985 when it, when it first aired, um, 36 years ago. I mean, let's, let's keep that in mind almost to the day, uh, because I, I think this was originally like a, a Thanksgiving release, a Thanksgiving movie. Um, 
So 36 years, almost to the day. And again, I had mentioned in Sovereign at the Movies that Stallone announced, and this was over a year ago, that he was going to do this. And originally he was going to release it for the 35th anniversary. So this was supposed to come out in like November 2020. And I think when he initially uh, uh, announced it, he was saying that it would be like a home release. It would be out on Blu-ray. Of course, you know, the world was in the middle of its pandemic at the time which we'll talk about that a little bit because it has bearing on this very thing's existence. Um, But so at the time, I don't think he expected anybody to be able to go to theaters to see this. But then, you know, later on in 2021 and after it had gotten uh, wrapped up, which I think the final edit was actually finished in January of 2021 um, because there was a documentary that got that got released on YouTube uh, on October 30th, 2021, that show that's all about this, you know, director's cut of Rocky four, which they're calling, uh, you know, Rocky versus Drago. Um, in that you see Stallone in his home watching the new cut of Rocky four in, in its totality, uh, for the first time. And that is timestamped, uh, at in January of 2021, I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can watch the the documentary. And it's a simple documentary. It's one that's, you know, all recorded on an iPhone, uh, which is amazing, frankly, how good it looks and how good it sounds um, with it just being, you know, done via an iPhone. And half the time, you know, Stallone's just sitting on a camera. Now, granted, it actually would probably look twice as good and sound twice as good if it was done on a Pixel 6. But we'll save that conversation for another time. Um, so, you know, and, and I recommend watching it. There's a lot to glean from it. I'm going to talk about some of the points that were made in that documentary um, for this. But so we finally in November, you know, the date was set, I guess, for Veterans Day. And part of that comes from the, shall we say, warrior motif, warrior message um, uh, that Stallone feels that the movie Rocky Four has. And that's in his own words. Um, it ended up getting released on veterans day. Um, I, and I mean, here, here's the other part that's unbelievable, right? So <laughs> because you got to understand, okay. And, and I want, and, and I'll give you some background on Rocky four, you know, and, and Rocky in general here in a second, but you got to understand that I have felt most of my life, at least since I was a teenager. Okay. Um, and the Rocky movies meant a whole hell of a lot to me as a teenager. They still do. You know, that, that, that hasn't changed. Um, but I've always felt like ever since I was a teenager, like, ah, I was either born, you know, like I, I should have been born, you know, 10, 15, 20 years previous, or, you know, I should have been born, I don't know, 200 years in the future, (laughs) but I always felt like, and still do, you know, feel like a man out of time. Like I'm, I'm not in the right time. Um, and, and I say that because. You know, even as a teenager, and again, that's still true today, um, all the things that I'm passionate about, I did not get to experience as they came out initially, as the, you know, as there was a, a, a machine, either a cultural or media machine around them. Um, you know, I didn't get to see the Star Wars movies, you know, the original trilogy. I didn't get to see those um, as they first came out, which I would have loved to. Uh, of course, in 1997, when special editions came out, you better believe I was all over that which also has some bearing here because the special editions were, you know, one of the first cases of where a movie gets re-released in theaters as a director's cut and was, was it, you know, successful. Um, but again, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, 
And the Rocky movies, I would have loved to have been able to see these in theaters. Now, in the 90s, when I was a teenager and when these, you know, movies were were really, I mean, I've been watching them since I was a little kid even, but, you know, when they're really, you know, meaningful to me and, uh, and, and something that I would watch very regularly. Um, you know, I would, again, there just wasn't an opportunity to see these things in theaters. And, and certainly with the, uh, uh, you know, the, the high resolution and clarity, um, you know, that is provided today by, I mean, cause yeah, you could pop in a VHS back in the day, maybe a laser disc or something like that, but you weren't going to get the same quality experience, um, that you can get today, at least at the levels of, you know, 1080p or, or up. But I say all of this just to get to the point that I would have loved to have seen these in theaters. Not only that, I mean, so now that's finally happened, you know, and, and it's funny because it, it's very full circle. Okay. Because, you know, all these movies that I would have loved to have seen as a teenager, you know, that again, I was just 10 years or 15 years or however, you know, however many years too late to be able to do that. Um, I, you know, I would love for that to happen. And now it's all happening and even better. Right. Is because at the time I would have loved to have gone to the movie theaters, you know, with like the woman of my dreams, you know, with the gal of my dreams. Right. And so now I get to not only go and see, you know, the, the you know, live the dream of seeing these movies in theaters, but I also get to live the dream of seeing them, you know, <laughs> with the most incredible woman in history. Of course, that being Ellen Sovereign. Uh, and we both went to this. Uh, of course, if you're in the Telegram group, you may have seen a picture of her and I uh, standing in front of, you know, I, I, and I like to do this a lot. We, you know, we take a we'll take a picture and you'll see the, you know, the little LED ticker that that says what movie we're about to, to walk into. Um, so, you, you know, you got to see her gorgeous face and, you know, my 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 radio friendly mug, um, you know, in it, but we went and caught it. It was at 8 PM, uh, last night. And so, I mean, you know, this is, let me just, I want to preface everything I'm about to say with ultimately I'm not really, if, if there's anything that comes off as complaints, I'm not complaining that I get to see, you know, 30 year old, almost 40 year old films in theaters again. You know, and, and that I get to experience what I could only hope for and only dream about as a teenager, you know, that being seeing these movies in theaters and doing so with <laughs> the most brilliant, hottest woman alive. I mean, hey, <laughs> just saying it, it's a good life. So, you know, if I get hot and bothered here while I'm talking about Rocky Four, ultimately, keep in mind, I am not complaining. Um, and we've had the great experience of, of getting to see. I mean, we recently saw Rad, you know. Rad, which, which is funny. That's the last movie that we got to see in theaters. And that is also a Talia Shire vehicle. Um, Talia Shire, of course, who played Adrian, um, you know, in the Rocky movies. Uh, we saw Stripes recently. Oh, wait, no, we did not go to theaters to see Stripes. We watched that on Blu-ray. But that, I might bring up that movie uh, as we talk about Rocky Four as well. Uh, Stripes, of course, is Bill Murray. Um, but we did get to go see Transformers, uh, of course. And I mean, we've just, there's been so many classic films, um, that we've been able to, to, to catch. Uh, and, and it's just, it's been an absolute joy. And again, like I said, seeing Rocky four was an absolute joy. Uh, and Ellen expressed the same that, you know, she, she really loved getting to see it. Um, but that does not mean that there isn't some thunder in paradise, uh, you know, to quote, or it's not really quoting Hulk Hogan, but to reference Hulk Hogan. Um, that's not to say there isn't some thunder in paradise here. So again, um, 
you know, this movie happening, this director's cut, uh, Rocky versus Drago, which I think we should going forward call this cut. We should just call not call it Rocky four, but call it Rocky versus Drago because ultimately I feel it's a very different film. Uh, and, and Stallone himself said that he felt it was a very different film and I don't think he's wrong. Like when you watch that documentary, uh, I, I think he's totally right on in, in most of what he's, you know, saying, um, about it. Now, is it a bad movie because of that? No, uh, not at all, but it is a very different movie than Rocky four. And, you know, I remember when the credits started rolling, I turned to Ellen and I, and I, and this was the first thing I said about the movie. I said, I felt like I just had like an alien experience, you know, it was, and I think I even said, it's like, it's almost like the Mandela effect, like where I know, you know, like I, I could recognize all the beats, knew all the music, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, like this is a movie I know backward and forward. And I know that I saw that I was seeing that movie again, but it was so different. Um, it, it, it was, it was, a, it was a, a surreal, frankly, that like, that's the word I think I'll use here. It, it was a surreal experience to see a movie that, you know, so well, but is so different again, this movie. So originally Rocky four was 90 minutes long. This movie's 92 minutes long, but it has 40 minutes of new footage. So you know, just, just have almost half the movie is completely new footage. That is, as far as I know, never been seen before. And the, it really, there is a lot. Um, and, and there's a lot, I mean, obviously with 40 minutes and again, or not an extended runtime, um, there's a lot taken out of the movie as well. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into that, but that's what you got to understand about Rocky four here, uh, or Rocky versus Drago. Like I said, we let's be particular. There's Rocky four and then there's Rocky versus Drago with Rocky versus Drago. It, I mean, when you change up half the movie, yeah, you you've got an entirely, almost an entirely new film. So I want to back it up. Okay. And, and talk a little bit about what Rocky means to me. You know, what was I going into this film? Like what biases, what, uh, you know, what perspective, what history was I walking into this, this movie with, I mean, in Ellen's case, you know, she had only seen Rocky four, uh, previously with me, you know, maybe like the one time. Um, and so, you know, like her, her frame of reference, she, she could definitely tell some of the differences, no doubt about that. Um, but for me, Rocky goes back, you know, again, to when I was a little kid, um, I remember having the, you know, having a VHS recorded version of the ABC Saturday night movies, uh, of, you know, of Rocky three and watching that over and over and over again. Um, eventually I remember my dad, you know, he'd have the two VCR set up and he did record, um, Rocky four, you know, he, he made a copy of that with, with two VCRs, right. When he, he borrowed it from, or he rented it from video to roll. Um, so for when I was a little guy, you know, and, and we're talking from when I was like five to let's say 15 or so, um, so for about 10 years and I would watch these movies a lot. Uh, I only really saw Rocky three and four. I did not see, I might've seen Rocky five, like once when it came out in the nineties. Um, but I did not see one and two until I was a teenager. And there was one year 
where for my birthday and, you know, like our, our, as, and this was true for me and my siblings, our birthday present was always, okay, here's $50, do whatever you want. And sometimes, you know, my parents would, you know, okay, well, if something was like $56, fine, we'll do that. But, you know, essentially it was like, okay, go buy something for 50 bucks. So there was a release at the time. Um, again, when I was like 15 or so, uh, of the, you know, the entire saga, the Rocky saga, all five movies. Cause there were only five at the time. Rocky Balboa hadn't come out. The Creed movies weren't even a thing, obviously. Um, you know, there was a VHS set that had like an American flag going on it. Okay. Which of course is iconic with, you know, it fits with, with Rocky, right. Because it was, you know, the shorts that he wears as well. You know, it's his colors, right. And it's Apollo's colors. Um, I bought the set for 50 bucks. That was my birthday. Like that, that's what I bought for my birthday. Okay. With my birthday money. And that was it. That's all I could afford. And I watched the hell out of this, uh, you know, and, and I was, uh, I was actually, so <laughs> in fact, my, my mother would probably talk about it. Um, uh, like when I was in high school, so understand I was, you know, total nerd. Okay. Um, and I, you know, nerd to the point when I was not in high school, let's say like sixth grade. Okay. I, you know, I went, there was a school system I went to when I was in sixth grade, uh, got picked on a ton, you know, and I was the kid, you know, little Jewish kid coming home, crying his eyes out. Right. Because I got picked on so much or, you know, would, would, you know, someone would get physical with me, whatever. And, and, you know, it wasn't good. And it got to a point where my parents were like, okay, you know, we got to take Brian out of school. Like, like this just isn't working. Um, just because of the cultural differences that, that we had. And it wasn't even, I mean, that, that goes beyond even being Jewish, right? Because my parents would convert to Seventh-day Adventism. And I mean, that puts you, uh, you know, <laughs> in a uh, 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 striking distance of, of being a cult, you know, and being part of a cult. And so you're not going to fit in well, right, with, 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 with the, the normies. And... So it got to the point where they pulled, they pulled me out and I ended up going to an Adventist school, uh, a year and a half later, I got kicked out of that Adventist school because <laughs> I didn't fit in there either. Again, I, I don't really fit in anywhere. Of course, that's, that's more true now than ever, I suppose. Um, but it got to the point where, you know, my parents got divorced and whatever, and I ended up going back into, uh, the, the, the school system that I had gone to previously. And so when I went back into that school system in ninth grade, uh, you know, I knew a lot of the people from, you know, years previous and I think they thought they, they knew me. Well, the thing that happened between sixth grade and ninth grade is that I go from, you know, five, 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 six to, you know, six foot one and, and a kid that, that is, you know, won gold trophies and everything else, you know, in, in, in roller hockey, you know, and, and all of this. And so not the twerp, you know, anymore. Right. <laughs> Someone who skyrocketed and was taller than most of his classmates um, and, and bigger in many ways, too. But, you know, everybody there still thinks, oh, here's that dork, you know, Brian. And I got in a lot of fights early on in in in, in ninth grade, very early on. Uh, but the first fight I got in. OK, and, and here, here's here's what you, you got to understand. So and I knew these fights were coming like I knew it was kind of going to happen. And I had watched those, those VHS tapes that I had record that my dad had recorded for me as a kid, you know, of Rocky three and Rocky four. And it got to the point where all I would do is watch the fights, either the opening fight or the end fight, you know, whatever. 
and I would just watch the fights. And I'd watch them and watch them and watch them. And when I got that VHS set for my birthday, like every morning before I'd, I'd get on the bus, I would watch a Rocky fight or maybe I'd watch something from Battlestar Galactica. But, you know, I'd always watch something to just hype me up before going into, you know, before going to school. And uh, Rocky three and Rocky four were the easy ones to go to because I thought those were, you know, just the most iconic uh, and, and like the best, you know, best choreographed fights and the most exciting. And Rocky three, I mean, was definitely like the bigger one for me, but I, it would always, you know, I'd put in the Rocky four VHS tape a lot because right. Cause the opening to Rocky three has the recap and it plays. I, the tiger during it um, of the fight with Clubber Lang with Mr. T, you know, between Rocky and, Ms. and, and Clubber Lang. Um, and it, and the way that Rocky, you know, wins against Clubber Lang is he just keeps getting hit, you know, and he keeps telling, you know, Mr. T, you know, Clubber Lang saying, you, you know, come on, hit me harder. Come on, hit me. You know, my grandmother can do harder than that, you know, whatever. And, and he just just keeps taking the punches until the guy's worn out. And then Rocky just starts swinging and hitting. Right. So the first fight I end up getting into in ninth grade. Believe it or not, went about 10 seconds and it wasn't me laying down flat. It was a kid named, I'm going to just going to say Chris L, you know, whatever. I'm sure he'd love to (laughs) hear his name, you know, being listened to by thousands of people, but I'm going to give it Chris L. He goes to swing at me, staying late after school. He goes to swing and he, his, his fist lands, you know, I don't, I don't fuck. I mean, sure. I'm bigger now, but I don't really know how to fight. And you can watch all the Rocky movies you want. Doesn't mean that you're going to know how to fight, but it gives, you know, certainly you can learn some attitude, right? Uh, kind of that, that perhaps that warrior spirit or, the, you know, what warrior code that, that, that Stallone would be really big on. And so he swings, Chris swings, hits me. I mean, lands right on the side of me, right on my cheek, right on the side of my face. And he screams out and falls to his knees, holding his hand. He shattered his hand on my face. And I mean, yeah, you know, I got, I got, a, I got a, a bit bruised but he broke his fucking hand on my face, you know? And, and like, and that, like, I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, there it is. Rocky was right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, just, just keep getting hit, you know, but, but, you know, and just keep going. Right now. I mean, that only, again, that, that only lasted like 10 seconds and I'm not even here to boast. Like kids shouldn't be fighting like that or, you know, or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, that's how integral I was going into, you know, when I was going back into high school, I felt like it was a hostile situation. Right. And I was going back into that and this is what I needed, you know, to, 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 to have, you know, the, the, the courage, you know, and just be like, yeah, you just, just keep going. You can do it, you know, and just, just all that believe in yourself, you know, cliche stuff, but it's stuff that's good for you when you're young. Okay. And it's in many ways, it's still good for you now, but that would happen. Other people heard about that fight. And obviously Chris is walking around with a cast on his hand, you know, for months. Um, and so other fights would occur, blah, blah, blah. And it got to the point eventually where I got left alone because people found out, Hey, this isn't, you know, this isn't Brian, the dork anymore or whatever. But I, and, and what you got to, again, I'm not expressing like pride in this, but I'm trying to share with you that like the Rocky movies were directly proportionate to my ability, in my opinion, to handle, you know, that like, <laughs> essentially prison, which is what every school is. Um, and, and I'd watch them every morning to hype me up. So clearly 
you know, the Rocky movies and, and they're just great drama beyond that. I mean, and they really are. And in fact, I've said uh, many times when I've talked about the Rocky films on Sovereign Tech in the past that Rocky three specifically is the first comic book movie. Like it is the comic book movie before comic book movies really became a thing. Like, and I mean like the Marvel style comic book movies, like you have the comedy, the whole setup, every, the formula Stallone invented the whole thing. You know, even though again, it's not really a comic book movie. Um, so, you know, in my opinion, I mean, these are great movies anyways, uh, Rocky five. Yeah, sure. We can debate that one. Um, uh, but Rocky, you know, the first Rocky film, of course, won best picture, uh, you know, Oscar for best picture Rocky two is what it is, you know, and Rocky three and Rocky four, I think, especially, and I think for most people, probably their favorite is Rocky four. Uh, I get it for, for me, it, it will always be Rocky three, just because I think that that, you know, like the, the fight sequence with Mr. T and I love Mr. T growing up too. Uh, so that certainly plays a part in it. Um, but I, I think Rocky three just, I don't know. There, there's a lot of magic going on in that movie, but we're not here to review Rocky three. Okay. And, and I'll say it up front. I really hope there's never a director's cut of Rocky three. Uh, even though certainly there's, there's things I'd like to see about that, but we'll get into that with, with Rocky four, but Rocky four definitely sits at number two for me. And, and, and they're, I mean, they're so close, right? It's like empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. Like they're so close to being, you know, at the same level. And it's just like, you, you, if you're forced to pick one, okay, fine. I'll, I'll pick Rocky three, but Rocky four is amazing. Right. And, you know, Rocky Balboa, uh, I, I really love that movie. I mean, I love that movie so much. Uh, and Creed was a fantastic film. Creed two. Now I did a review of that years ago when that came out, did see that in theaters, not as big a fan of Creed two. Uh, in fact, I think, you know, if you count and you should, if you count the Creed movies in the entire Rocky saga, um, I put Creed two below Rocky five, like easily. I put it below Rocky five. Uh, it just, I don't know. There, there's things missing in that. It, it doesn't really work. But again, Rocky four, you know, it's just under Rocky three for me. Uh, I guess I'd have Rocky two underneath that and then Rocky one. And then we get into, you know, I guess Creed, then Rocky five and then Creed two. Um, so Rocky four, I love this movie. I've watched this movie so many times, especially the fight sequences. Um, and I mean, I, boy, I'll tell you like the, the, the end fight is probably, and, and actually Stallone said this in the, in the documentary for Rocky versus Drago is probably the best boxing or fighting choreography, you know, ever done, or at least boxing wise, uh, ever done in, in film history. I mean, and, and, and I don't think anything's ever going to match it. And, you know, Stallone said the same, and I, I think he has every right to claim that. Now, the other part that the Rocky or well, where Rocky four also shines it probably has the best soundtrack of all the Rocky movies. And that's saying something because music is so integral, uh, with, with Rocky, with the Rocky saga in general, um, with the Creed movies, I don't feel like so much, even though the Creed movies did give us, what's his name? Is that, is that loved Gordonson who ended up doing the Mandalorian, which sounds like a Rocky soundtrack actually, uh, when you really listen to it, you, you kind of get the, the Bill Conti vibes, uh, Bill Conti, of course, doing the great, you know, Rocky theme, you know, going to fly now. Um, but Rocky four overall probably has, uh, uh, the best soundtrack. Now that's an important part of the history for me as well. Um, as I've said too many times 
on Sovereign Tech. Uh, I know I get attributed to being a metalhead, and I'm fine with that. I'm proud of that. Uh, but if soundtracks, movie scores, if that was a actual like genre, um, that would actually be my top genre. That's what I have listened to the most in my life. Um, and the Rocky soundtracks are no exception uh, to that. In fact, I, well, two things. One, I have said over and over again that the Rocky Four soundtrack, it, you know, if you listen to that while working out, it can, I think, directly raise like your, your, uh, you know, your musculature by 10%. Just listening to that soundtrack. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it, it just pumps you up that much. Uh, it's that exciting. When you go in, and I think this is technically from Rocky two, but there's the, by Bill Conti, uh, his, you know, his track, um, going the distance, which is, you know, just pure instrumental, you know, pure score. Uh, I've listened to that many times, even while working out also, or just in general. And, and I, I mean, seriously, I go to tears every time, uh, that I play going the distance and, and I, I, I try not to, you know, I, I don't play it too much cause I, I know what's going to happen when I listen to it. And a lot of that comes from, you know, you know what Rocky's going through, which is what I think a lot of people kind of connect with that struggle, right? Uh, that overcoming. And, you know, for me, I mean, I shared some of it, what, you know, what the Rocky movies meant for me, you know, in overcoming. Um, and, you know, you could think, well, in the grand scheme, that's not a big deal. And you were just a kid and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, when you're a kid, I mean, that that's... <laughs> In, in the present sick world that we live in, I think, you know, every kid is going through a degree of overcoming and trying to just, you know, survive and get through, you know, family situations and world situations, whatever else unscathed. Uh, I mean, boy, terrified to I, I would be so terrified to be a teenager today. Holy shit. Because uh, <laughs> just what a fucked up world. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can I can directly like relate that experience. And I, you know, I, like. I'm just that connected to these movies that, yeah, anytime I hear that music, I, I just, yeah, I go to tears every single time, which, uh, you know, also might be why I <laughs> like, I'll watch Rocky three and Rocky four the most still, because, uh, that, that music doesn't, you know, is, isn't within those movies. Um, even though both of those have, again, fantastic soundtracks and Rocky four, uh, you know, perhaps having the best overall of the entire saga. So now with all of this said, you can probably, you, you may think that, well, he's really emotionally tied or really, you know, historically tied, uh, you know, to Rocky four as it was made in 85. There's no way he's going to like any changes made, you know, in, in, well, now in 2021, 36 years later, um, I, I appreciate that, that you might think that way, but I, I'm going to dispel you that notion. I, I don't, I don't think, you know, I'm not the kind of person that would necessarily fall prey to that because for example, with star Wars, um, I have appreciated even to, you know, the, the point of Vader's, you know, no in, in return of the Jedi, uh, that was done on the Blu-ray release. I have no problem with that. I think that's fine. You know, and, and many of the changes that had happened through with Star Wars and Star Wars might be the only movie saga or the only franchise uh, next to Star Trek, I suppose. Well, in Babylon 5. Anyway, you get what I mean? You know, that that would rank higher for me and have, you know, like a deeper emotional resonance um, than Rocky. So, no, I am open to changes, you know, being made. So if I, if, if you think I'm going to come in with a bunch of critiques and well, I am, uh, 
it doesn't come from a place of, oh, he can't accept anything new. No, 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 no. I can totally do that. You know, and I have no problem with changes being made to even the most holy of films, which I would rank Rocky four as, you know, look, Rocky four is as it stands in 85 is in my opinion, it's a 10 out of 10 movie. It's an 11 out of 10 movie. It's perfect. Like there there's, there's, you couldn't really do anything to make it any better. You can only hope to, you know, kind of match it right to, to, to equal what it was. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's the perfect movie, but just as George Lucas, I think made, you know, fair improvements, um, you know, to his, his original trilogy, um, you know, I was open to, okay, what's Stallone going to do with this? This is a, you know, this, this should be pretty interesting. And, uh, I was frankly, again, we're talking about 40 minutes of new footage. Um, I was, again, my feeling that, like I was seeing something so familiar, but then also totally new at the same time. Um, it, it is amazing the length of the scenes because we're not just talking about where, oh yeah, we'll throw in like a, a one minute or a 30 second, you know, a bit of deleted footage here, or we'll add in a few more punches to a fight, or we'll do, you know, like little things like that, that usually mark a, a director's cut. Oh no, this, this is... I mean, and this is even going beyond like what George Lucas ever did with special editions of Star Wars. There are entire, you know, like 10 to 15 minute sequences in this that, you know, again, is footage I've never seen before that really changes the landscape. Uh, and, and I think the message even overall of the film and, and like the tone, every, it is a very different movie, which is just so hard to believe that that was possible. You know, Rocky four, the, you know, in it, in its original form. Uh, and, and I know people have levied this as a, as a criticism against it. I don't think it is at all. Uh, you know, Rocky four is, is essentially a 90 minute music video. Um, and a lot of people have, you know, again, complained about that saying, Oh, it's like MTV styled, you know, uh, 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 filmmaking or whatever. And, you know, for the time, I don't mind that if you, if something is made like MTV today, then it'd be like the real world or some stupid reality document, docu drama crap, uh, that I wouldn't be interested in. But if we're talking about, Oh no, this is made like a Michael Jackson music video. Oh fuck. Yeah. Sign me up. Right. And then Rocky four in many ways was, and I don't see that as a problem. I see that as, as a benefit because it's something it's different, right? It's a, it has a very unique flavor. Uh, a very different style to it, um, which I also think is important for a franchise to, you know, kind of grow, you know, it's, yes, you know, keep it within its themes, but, you know, for it to grow and, and shift and, and try different things. I think that's a fine thing for a creator like Stallone to do, who wrote and directed, you know, basically all of these movies. But the, the, the part that that I walked away amazed by with Rocky versus Drago is now it feels more like in line with Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky three and Rocky Balboa. Uh, like as far as style, like you definitely lose that montage. A lot of that montage music video style. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Like, like that, that's fine. It's different. It's also just not for me, not as enjoyable. It doesn't like pump me up as much. It doesn't hype me up as much as when I watch, you know, the film, uh, you know, when I watch Rocky four normally. Um, but that that's there. 
And it's there from the very beginning, because normally Rocky four opens up with eye of the tiger and you're getting the recap fight uh, between, you know, Clubber Lang and, and Rocky, like I was saying earlier. And then it goes into, you know, the, the rematch, like the, 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 the fun behind the scenes or, you know, in back of the room rematch between uh, Apollo Creed and Rocky. Um, all, you know, that the re or the, uh, the recap of fighting Clubber Lang is still there, but it's wildly different. Um, there's no music being played and there is like a whole, you know, kind of a, a sequence of uh, a flashback sequence of Apollo and Rocky talking a lot during Rocky three, you know, when, when Apollo, you know, helped uh, Rocky get the eye of the tiger back. Right. And that's interesting in that there's no music and that the, like the, 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 you know, one of the, I think the trademarks of the later Rocky movies, especially, but ever since Rocky two is that like the thunder punch, you know, when a punch lands, it just, I mean, just sounds like a thunderclap when it hits, you know, and I love that. I really, really like that. Um, but that was heavily toned down, um, in this movie. So, and you don't get even like that opening of the, you know, the American flag glove and the Soviet union flag glove and the explosion that happens from that, like that's, that's gone from this. And it opens just with a much softer tone. You do not get eye of the tiger, uh, you know, in it. And it actually, when he wins, um, it goes into uh sweetest victory which is fine because that was originally on the Rocky four soundtrack and you know, where the hell is it in the movie, you know, anyway, and you didn't notice it before. Now it has like a more prominent place. Um, but when that first came out, when that first came on, I was like, oh, how am I going to feel about this? Not having eye of the tiger in it. Now, actually eye of the tiger is still in the movie, but we'll talk about that. Cause that gets to one of what I think will be, or at least to me is one of the more divisive uh, decisions, you know, in, in making this movie. Um, or in, in re-editing it, I should say in this director's cut. So that happens. Okay. And then after that, again, we don't go to the rematch between Creed and, and, and Rocky. Um, it goes right to Apollo being in the pool, uh, you know, and, and seeing the newscast about, you know, Ivan Drago coming over from, you know, from the USSR and wanting to take on Rocky Balboa, you know, in, in a, in a boxing match. And that cuts out a ton of movie, right? Most of that 40 minutes of new footage is happening very early on in the film. Um, and there's some clever re-editing uh, to, to where things that, that, well, anyway, things that should have happened much later on now just happen very early. Like it, we go right into where Apollo is wanting to, you know, is, is, is arguing with Rocky that and going over to his house, you know, to have dinner with them and everything, which, you know, that part's still in Rocky four. Um, but they're, you know, they're arguing about, you know, Hey, I want to get in this fight. Like you can have them after I'm done. Uh, you know, Apollo saying that, and they're even like Rocky and him are playing football. And I mean, again, these are really long multi-minute sequences that I've never seen before. And I'm loving it. Like, because Apollo Creed was, you know, in, in many ways, I even like his character more than I like Rocky. Uh, and you know, it's so cool to get so much more of him. Um, and there's a lot more direct language about that warrior code, you know, and all this jazz. Um, and, and I, and I appreciated like, like everything that, that, that they were laying down. Like that was, it was really cool to hear that. Um, there's a whole sequence that happens in Rocky's kitchen, 
you know, where him and Adrian are talking about what Apollo wants to do. Uh, very, again, very long sequences. You are watching a very different movie. In fact, a movie that feels a lot more Apollo centric. Um, and I can't help but feel that the reason for that comes down to that. We're going to get a Creed three or that Creed one and Creed two were generally so well received by modern critics and modern audiences that to give those movies some more, no pun intended, no pun intended here, give them more credence. Um, I, I really feel like that was the mission here. Now let's be clear. Okay. This director's cut Rocky versus Drago would not be happening. A yes. If those Creed movies weren't so successful, but B more importantly, this would not be happening if the pandemic was, was not a thing throughout 2020 and I'm not speculating. Okay. There's times where I think people think I'm speculating when I say that it's like, yeah, no, no, Zack Snyder would have never made justice league or would we would have never gotten the Snyder cut without the, without the pandemic. It just wouldn't happen. Stallone directly says it in the documentary for Rocky versus Drago. He says point blank, we're getting to do this because of the pandemic. Again, there's no speculation here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that that that's why um you know this is allowed you know to to really even be and why he's, you know he's able to to go back and revisit it. Uh obviously the conversation is a continuing one because Creed 2 brought back the character of Ivan Drago, but but that's you know and 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 I appreciate Stallone's honesty. I don't know if he realized he even said it. I mean, they edited the documentary he must, but you know, he he was just totally forthright about it. But sure. So, you know, Hollywood at the time couldn't make new movies. So, the, you know, they're 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 double dipping into the well. Right. Um. Anyway, so you're getting these all new scenes. That's just amazing to see. And, you know, when when I'm seeing this, like I'm not exactly digging the flow of the movie because I'm so used to it being, you know, that 90 minute music video. Right. I'm not exactly digging the flow of it as I'm watching it, but I'm thinking, holy shit, how many other movies have these long of sequences that have been cut out that could get remastered, you know? And I, and again, I don't, I don't really have a problem with the scenes themselves. I actually, and this is kind of an overall point that I'll be making later. I really wish that we could still have like Rocky four as it runs with its, you know, with it, with its tone, but just toss these scenes in. Don't reorder everything. Cause like I said, I mean, there's, there's a massive reordering to like Apollo's, you know, like how he gets involved with this. Um, you know, there's lots of things that are removed. Uh, the robot is removed. Of course, that's a very controversial thing I'm going to talk about in a second. Um, but there's so much removed. No, no, don't remove anything. Let's just toss in, you know, all this extra stuff that you found and remastered. So, you know, I'm kind of hoping for like a Rocky four, not, not the director's cut, but I want like Rocky four, the complete edition where we can take all this great HD now, you know, HD, uh, you know, remastered footage and put it into Rocky four proper. Cause I'll love that movie to death. <laughs> like that's, that's so fucking exciting though. There's one thing that, that, that would have to, there'd have to be a little edit there. Um, but anyway, so, and in fact, you know, I mentioned stripes, uh, earlier. So this is another movie. Stripes is a movie I've watched a comedy. I've watched so many goddamn times. Um, so Ellen and I were watching that and you know, the Blu-ray copy that I got, 
And I don't know what they played in theaters because that also got re-released in theaters, I want to say, in August of this year uh, for its 40th anniversary for that one. Um, But there's like this whole, you know, uh, I dare I say 10 minute sequence that they put into the extended cut, which I saw that it was an extended cut on the Blu-ray. I'm like, Oh, this should be interesting. You know? And it's another movie that I know, you know, backwards and forwards. I know it by heart. And there's this whole 10 minute sequence where, uh, John, you know, or, or Bill Murray's character and Harold Ramis's character, like sneak on to, uh, you know, to a cargo, uh, to an army cargo plane and get dropped off like in Mexico or something. <laughs> And, and they're like dealing with all these Mexican revolutionaries and everything, getting high with them and all this stuff, totally new sequence. And it's long, you know, and, and it was, it was so weird to see that. I'm so glad to see it, but I mean, this has got me thinking like how many of these movies have, you know, we're not talking about like alternate takes or again, like a 32nd or minute scene. We're talking entire like storylines that get ripped out of these movies. And I know that that's a thing, but like, a lot of this footage, especially in Rocky versus Drago looked phenomenal. Like looked really good. And, and some of the lines in it, like you get to the point where it's Apollo's, uh, uh, funeral, which spoiler alert, he dies. You get to the point where it's Apollo's funeral and Duke, you know, his trainer slash, you know, uh, uh, uh like surrogate dad who becomes Rocky's trainer. Um, Duke gives this beautiful speech. And Rocky has a different speech that he gives in it. That's absolutely beautiful. Totally tear jerking. I fucking love it. And it's one of the things that Rocky versus Drago does do better than Rocky for. And, and I mean, like, I, I'm just, I, I feel blessed <laughs> that we got to see, you know, that we got to see that and we got to hear that uh, because who the fuck knew? Like, I, I had no idea that that, that existed. And that was a thing. It was amazing. That was filmed and it's gorgeous. It's wonderful you know, definitely makes for a much sadder moment. Um, I mean, you know, Apollo dying has plenty of sadness in itself, but you know, but here's the thing. So you get great extensions like that or great alternatives like that. But then, um, the, the leading up to the fight between Apollo Creed and Ivan Drago, where Apollo dies, uh, they wiped out, I don't know, they, they had to have wiped out a good, like 12, 13 minutes uh, out of, out of that where, you know, Rocky and Apollo are talking, you know, uh, uh, in the locker rooms and, you know, like, like they make the joke about, you know, eating snails or, you know, Rocky thinks this is eating nails. All of that's removed. Um, there's lines removed from like even the press conference between, uh, between Apollo and Ivan Drago, like the whole line about I've retired more men than social security gone. Like just not there. And it kind of sucks because like a lot of those little jabs are some of the funniest shit and some of the best stuff of the movie. And they just, they just got removed. Um, and I get it. Like you can see what Sylvester Stallone is doing here with Rocky versus Drago. He's trying to make it a movie that is not so much a product of the 1980s. You know, he's trying to make it something that's more timeless, uh, perhaps, like he may think his other Rocky movies are and Rocky one and Rocky two, I, or certainly Rocky. The first Rocky is, is definitely a more timeless film. I think Rocky Balboa is a timeless film. Um, that's a, another thing that, that that's very different. One of the part that one of the things that really changes the direction of the movie. And like, if, if there were a Rocky, you know, like Canon, it, it actually fucks with the Canon of, of, of the film is there. There's an entire scene where Rocky, is in a boardroom 
talking to, I'm guessing, the Boxing Commission, saying, hey, I want to go take on Ivan Drago, you know, after he apologize. He wants to go get his revenge, right? And the Boxing Commission is telling him, no, 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 you can't do this. We're not going to sanction this, you know, and if you decide to do it, we're going to take your title away. You know, wait a couple years, let him get in some fights, and then you can go do it. Uh, and obviously the Boxing Commission's like, holy shit, you know, what if it is a sanctioned match and... Ivan Drago becomes the heavyweight champion of the world, you know, like that, that's not going to go over very well. <laughs> um, but you know, and Rocky tells them, you know, in, in this room, you know, in this with long table, the whole business, you know, and says to them, no, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. And he gets stripped of the title. Now, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, Oh, they're going to have to make changes to the end fight because during the end fight, you hear a British guy say, um, you know, when, when talking about Rocky versus, you know, Rocky versus Ivan Drago, the British guy says, this is a non-sanctioned match. This is not for the title, but in Rocky four, there's no, you know, the, the 85 version, there's no reference to Rocky losing the title at all like that. That's just not a thing. Okay. And to some degree, I think this is actually going to mess with like the, the canonicity as it were of Rocky five. Um, which I'm sure Stallone would probably be happy if Rocky five was not considered part of the Rocky canon. But anyway, um, so there's that like, and, and I really, like, I think that changes the attitude of the film because suddenly Rocky is not the champion anymore. And this does become a more personal grudge match. Um, so I'm not opposed to it, but it, that really does change things quite a bit. And I, I was, I was shocked by that scene. However, that scene where Rocky is basically saying, you're keeping me from doing what I want to do plays very well with one of the best scenes in Rocky Balboa and Rocky. What is Rocky six? Technically, uh, where he's in front of the athletic commission in Philadelphia and they're telling him you're 60 years old. You can't go and fight this guy. And he says, who the hell are you to tell me, you know what I can and can't do. And so there's a nice mirroring between Rocky versus Drago and Rocky Balboa between those two movies. Like now, like, like the, the, the shades play really well. I don't know how much Stallone planned on that when he was doing Rocky Balboa, but, uh, you know, as much as I don't, I'm worried about how that kind of twists the meaning of what Rocky was doing or, or the meaning of the story overall in Rocky four. Um, I do like that, you know, how those two, like, scenes really, really play off of each other very well in tone and style and just like overall look, uh, even because it's both in front of a commission and all that jazz. Um, so that, that, that was kind of nice. Uh, I haven't heard, I, by the way, I've read some reviews for this and I haven't heard anybody else bring up that, that scene. Um, but I'm not surprised because, you know, these, a lot of these movie critics, you know, they don't have the, the, they don't have the history with these movies that I do. So again, not, not surprised at all. Now, Let's talk about probably the biggest change. And these are correlative because it actually leads to two major changes. Okay. Um, but what is probably the biggest change overall and where a lot of early on, where there's a lot of reordering and where the Apollo scenes, you know, having so much more Apollo uh, footage, you know, is, is clearly filling in a gap and making a lot of sense. Um, and that, that is the character of Seiko. Now you might not know who Seiko is <laughs> by name, but you'd know her by look. Uh, and that is the robot. 
Um, now, when this was initially announced, and in fact, I think when I was talking about it on Sovereign Tech in the past, and I was like, yeah, no, I think that's great. Uh, I had said in that review that, you know, because when I found out that Stallone was saying, yeah, we're getting rid of the robot. I had said in, when, I, when I was talking about it that, yeah, you know, the robot was just weird. Like, I don't get it. What, what was the point to that? I, I don't understand. However, now there's two things I'm going to get into here, but the first part is now without the robot there, I actually do understand the point of the robot, what, you know, or what I think was the point of the robot, why it was there. Okay. And I also think that, you know, Stallone thinking that the robot was stupid or didn't work. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who do think that. Yes. Okay. But Stallone thinking that the robot didn't work. I don't think that that's the reality around why he removed uh, the robot entirely from Rocky versus Drago. Uh, I think it comes down to money. It comes down to some, uh, uh, well, any, uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. In fact, let's talk about that right now. So this is something you can read a little bit about it in uh, Empire, uh, empireonline.com, you know, the magazine Empire. Uh, and I'll link to that in the show notes. However, uh, I actually went so far as to, because when you go to the story at Empire Online, they tell you, you can read the whole story about the robot in our uh, November 2020 issue uh, of Empire Magazine. And so I went and hunted down the November 2020 issue uh, of Empire, and I found on page 24, the whole story. Now, there's not like a whole lot added in comparison to what's available online, but it is certainly more expansive. Um, so he, here's the deal. Okay. This robot Seiko, uh, is, was made and as a guy was initially voiced, um, by a guy named Robert Dornick, who is the founder of international robotics. Um, and he's done like, you know, he's, he's, uh, uh, whatever SAG certified, right? Screen Actors Guild. Um, so, you know, he's in Hollywood, he's registered with Hollywood. Uh, so basically anything he does, whenever that airs somewhere, he needs to get a paycheck. He needs to get a check, right? Anytime Rocky four, as it is, you know, either gets a new release or, you know, however it gets distributed in any way, um, he needs to get a paycheck from this. And it might be a substantial one because the robot did play, you know, if it's both his intellectual property and his acting work, uh, the robot, you know, did play a substantial part in Rocky four. So to remove that probably saved Stallone and MGM, you know, or, well, I guess in this case, would that be Amazon who owns that now? But it's terrifying thinking that Amazon owns the Rocky movies. Um, that, you know, like that, that substantially cutted or cut, you know, a lot of the, because again, you'd have to pay uh Dornick, right. For, for his appearance. In fact, cutting in quick. Um, now I'm kind of surprised by this. So, you know, Rocky versus Drago appearing in theaters was a one night only thing. It was only on November 11th. And then they said the next day, November 12th, it would be available on streaming. Now, I'm not sure where all is available on streaming, but considering that Amazon does technically own this, uh, it is available. You can watch Rocky versus Drago on, you know, on, with Amazon Prime, but you have to pay for it. You have to do like for the HD version, you know, whatever, $3.99, uh, 
to rent it and then to buy it. It's like fourteen ninety nine. But like, doesn't Amazon own this? I I find that to be very strange. So I don't know if it's popping up on Netflix or whatever. Uh, you know, if it does come out on Blu-ray, we don't have a release date for that. Again, that was the original plan. So I would assume it's still going to happen. Um, I'll certainly be jumping on the Blu-ray when it comes out, even if, you know, I, I don't know how often I would ever watch this. I'd certainly watch a lot of the making specials around it more than the documentary that was even made. Um, but well, anyway, it's out there for you to watch. Even if you didn't go and see it in theaters, um, you know, you can catch it, but of course it's not going to have the robot. Um, so empire interviewed, uh, Dornick about, you know, what he thought was going on. And in his opinion, it came down to, yeah, dollars and cents is that, you know, Stallone slash MGM slash Amazon, whoever just didn't want to, you know, they, they, they thought it was like one royalty check that they could avoid paying out. Um, and there were a few that I think they were able to avoid, right? Because Talia Shire is no longer with us. Um, and so, you know, they don't have to pay her. Uh, I imagine a lot of the actors, um, they didn't necessarily have to, you know, have to pay. Uh, in fact, some of the actors involved minus maybe Burt Young, uh, I could imagine are also involved in Expendables 4, which we know is coming. And they might have rolled in like some of their, you know, the royalties that say, uh, you know, like uh, um, Carl Weathers uh, or uh, Dolph Lundgren, you know, that they would they need to get. Who knows? They might be in Expendables 4 and it just got, you know, tossed in with, with that, with the budget for that. Uh, I could, you know, that kind of thing happens all the time. Um, so there was, it was a cost saving measure and, you know, I could believe it. In fact, Dornick in not on, not on empire online, you don't get this, but when you read the November, 2020 issue where there's the fuller story and the fuller interview with, uh, with Robert Dornick, um, you know, he talks about all the, like how much Stallone loved the robot. Like, absolutely loved it. They even played pranks on Bridget Nielsen, who, of course, would go on to be his wife. Um, you know, but she was playing the Russian's wife in, in Rocky IV. Uh, you know, he, I mean, he absolutely loved the thing. So I'm inclined to agree with Dornick that that's what's going on, is that that was removed so they could probably save, uh, hell, who knows, hundreds of thousands of dollars, perhaps. I mean, I don't know what Dornick's paycheck would be, but, uh, but it, you know, it could have been that, that kind of a figure. Um, and you know, while at first I was approving of, yeah, it's okay. Go ahead and get rid of the robot. It didn't really add much. I don't feel that way anymore. I think that removing the robot actually eliminates what I see as the major message of Rocky four. Uh, and, and I think Stallone and based on the documentary, I think he still feels this way. I think Stallone feels this way that, that the, that the message is still there and yeah, you can still read it there, but I don't think it hits home. And I mean that both as in metaphorically and literally, I don't think it hits home as much. Um, like he talks about in, when, in the documentary, Stallone says how Rocky four was almost sci-fi. Like everything was really over the top. Um, you know, even like, like you know, he was talking about boxing matches in movies, how they were always the same thing, you know, where it's like the black ropes or maybe red, white, and blue ropes, uh, you know, but it was all very bland and it's done the same way for decades. But then you get to Rocky four and like, there's this bright, you know, uh, a ring with like all that, the Soviet iconography, like massive Soviet, like 1984 style, you know, Soviet iconography, um, 
as well as, you know, the, like the ring is bright white and, and uh, there's just so much, you know, it's so larger than life. Um, he himself used the term sci-fi and in, it actually, in the, oh, I love this in the documentary. He uses the term star Warnian. I was like, that's great. That's like Wagnerian, right? You know, <laughs> but you totally get it. What he means it's star Warnian. But the sad part is he's trying to remove that, <laughs> you know, with, with Rocky versus, uh, you know, with Rocky versus Drago. Um, but for me, the major message outside of the, you know, political one, but even that I think fits in with this overall major message is it's the biological versus, or perhaps the, the, the natural versus the, um, I don't want to say nature versus nurture, but it's the natural versus the versus the technological versus the technologically enhanced, right? This is about Rocky is like the, the epitome of the, you know, where evolution can go just based on pure willpower, you know, and as to where Drago is, okay, this is where human evolution can go with a ton of drugs you know, all the latest technologies and all this jazz, but Rocky wins. Right. And I, and I love that message that the human spirit, you know, will, will beat, uh, you know, tech technology and techno technological enhancements. You know, it, like if, if you've got enough of it, you know, if it's strong enough, it'll beat it. And I love that message. It's, I don't want to call it an anti-tech message, but in it, kind of is i mean when he's training in in uh you know in siberia right like the the training styles it's a pretty clear you know affair and i think the robot i think seiko adds to that where paulie you know it, like because seiko is paulie's birthday gift right um where paulie is like he's at home kind of the lazy bum and seiko's actually enabling him because she's the robots constantly serving him and everything. And it's just more of that where, because in Rocky four, not Rocky versus Drago, but in Rocky four, you get to see a lot more of Rocky's like, this is a day in the life of Rocky. And I like that. I actually like that about Rocky four. Um, but that's been removed too. But I think that that that's part of the key is that you can get so comfortable. You can get so complacent. Things can be some, or can become so predictable and, you know, this, this robot, this robot servant can, you know, take it to that next level that, you know, it is another situation where he loses the eye of the tiger and he loses his edge and he loses, you know, the ability to become an even greater fighter just through getting out of his comfort zone and through that natural human willpower and human strength. Um, yeah, it, it's a movie that just rails against complacency and rails against, you know, technologically enhancing humans while ignoring, you know, what natural evolution can do for the human being. And I feel like without the robot, you lose that because the robot is the ultimate expression of predictability and complacency, which is what you can never do. You can never have, or, you know, like Apollo, you die. So as to where before, I feel like what, what the fuck was the point of this robot? This didn't make any sense. Now with it missing, Suddenly I got it. I was like, oh, this, this was, this was it. And I could believe that that Stallone, you know, like could have thought of that at the time. 
Um, but even if he didn't, if that's just how like the, you know, the movie ended up taking shape, um, it's a loss to not have that. It's really a loss. Like I, I fucking love that robot now, even though that robot represents something that for me personally, I'm not a fan of. Okay. I don't like complacency, predictability, or, you know, technology like serving me in that way. Um, but I'm a fan of it now because now I get it. it it's, you know, it's a metaphor it, or it's a representation of, you know, of, of what happens to you, you know, when you become the lazy bum in Rocky's own words. So that's a shame. Uh, I, I think this movie loses something. It really loses like a lot of its more powerful, you know, message uh, without Seiko uh, be, being in the film. Now, that said, uh, Rocky's son in the movie has been almost completely removed. Um, and this is weird, too. Now, there's a couple arguments for why that might be. You might think that it's it's Stallone wanting to keep it fresh because a lot of the times his son is going around with a video camera and recording everything. Uh, that looks strange today, right? And that would fuck with the timelessness or the the attempt at timelessness that, that Stallone was going for with Rocky versus Drago. Um, you lose that. Also, I think a lot of the scenes with Rocky's son include the robot, include Seiko. And so, you know, you can't, what can you do about that? Right. You, you got to get rid of them. Um, if you're going to get rid of the robot as well, but then this, well, there's not a huge loss and there's still some, you know, nice scenes with Rocky's son in it. Uh, even though it's not like a, you know, those removing like the, his kid going around with, you know, a, a, a camcorder and all that doesn't like really hurt the film too much. Uh, what does significantly change is you never see his son watching the fight during Christmas while he's at home, you know, and mom and dad are off in Russia. Uh, and that means that something there, there is a, a pivotal moment. Actually, it's the last moment of the film that has to change. And this I think is the most controversial, even more controversial than, than the removal of the robot. Um, and I haven't seen anybody really talk about this either. Uh, and this is also something that dramatically changes the canon of the film or the canon of, of Rocky, if there is a official canon. So the fight scene now they, they added in a bunch of stuff. They did some re-editing and some of that works really well. They removed some lines from the commentators that I think are some of the best lines of the movie uh, that I was really disappointed in. Like there's the line where he says, forget skill, forget strategy. It's a question of who wants it most. It's no hold barred, you know, you know, holds barred in Moscow that the only like a, a piece of that actually ends up being used and it gets re-edited into later in the fight between Rocky and, and Drago. Um, but you know, they do some extension and some different things, different, different cuts and whatever with, with that end fight. And that's fine. It's still a brilliant fight. It's still fantastic. But what happens now is you get the speech at the end. That speech radically changes. You know, the speech about, like, if I can change, everybody can change, right? Not just the, the words in the speech. Like, he references Apollo in the speech now. Um, but also the tone of the speech. Like, the tone that, that Rocky uses. Uh, because two things happen. He says that everybody can change. He says that differently. Now he says it like as to where in Rocky four, he like yells it out. He's like, everybody can change, you know, like he really, and everybody starts clapping and blah, blah, blah. 
when when he says it now, he says it like almost under his breath. He's just like, everybody can change. And he just walks off. Now, here's the thing. So, again, we don't see Rocky's son at home watching the fight as to where at the end of the speech of everybody can change. He says to his son, I just want to say to my son at home, you know, I love you. That's that's just gone. It's gone. It's gone from the movie. And instead of cutting to and building up with the 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 opening notes of Hearts on Fire by John McCafferty. They do Eye of the Tiger at the end of Rocky Four. And it doesn't work. Like, A, you don't get the same passion of Rocky's speech, and that sucks. But then also, I, the Tiger, when you've gotten into this sci-fi realm, you know, of, of that boxing match, of the end boxing match, I, the Tiger, as great a song as that is, and Survivor is one of my favorite bands of all time, and not because of I, the Tiger, because of a ton of other songs. Okay. I mean, I've talked about, you know, I got to see, actually, I, I got to see Jimmy Jameson's, uh, if it wasn't his last concert, it was just the second to last before he died. Um, I was, you know, really honored by that. Um, but a- anyway, I'm not here to go down that, but that song sounds like a product of its time and it has an older sound that just does not work with the setting that that end match is in as to where, you know, John McCafferty's hearts on fire is a perfect ending to that. Like it's got, cause that has kind of almost a, a futuristic sound to it. Um, like a futuristic kind of, or just, a, just, it sounds newer. Right. And, and, and it fits in with the setting. Um, I, the tiger at the end of the movie, I, I thought that was a fail. I, I, I think it's a, it's a damned weird choice. Um, I, 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 I don't, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Now, what all, what, what changes also is the Russian premiere uh, and the Pulitboro who are watching the boxing match, you know, at, at the event, instead of getting up and clapping and he gives like the awkward look at the Russian trainer, you know, so that he could get up and clap, they walk off in disgust, which is a, a complete change to the ending of that movie. Because originally, you know, with Rocky four, okay, Rocky won over even the Russian premier in this one. No, the Russian premier is pissed off and walks away. Uh, I don't know what's behind that choice. I don't understand that. And it's actually, for me, it makes the movie sad because as to where before, you know, like your Rocky was like converting essentially an entire country into, into rugged individualism. Uh, now, no, they, they walk off in disgust. Very, very strange. I I don't, I I don't understand what the thought process was around that. Uh, like, like why, and, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm even just as surprised that that exists, that that alternate ending, um, exists. And, you know, it doesn't end with Rocky, like holding up the flag. It ends up with Rocky just kind of like walking slowly off and I, the tiger is playing. It's, it's almost anticlimactic. And it, it, again, it definitely changes the, like, you know, the story of the movie changes radically. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't know what the, what the, what the thought process was there, but I feel like the movie doesn't end half as strong uh, as it originally does with with Rocky versus Drago. Um, so, you know, I, I think this comes off as a weaker movie. 
I get it. I get that the tone fits in better with the Rocky saga overall, especially with the Creed movies now. Um, but it ends up being a, a, just a much weaker film um, in the documentary again, which I totally recommend watching and is linked to in the show notes. Uh, I thought it was interesting that actually Stallone said that if he if he had it his way now, he would have left Apollo Creed alive. He wouldn't have killed the character off. He, and he felt like that was such an insult to kill off the character. And he talked about what he would have done with the character instead. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I get it. And I love the character. But I know I like Apollo dying is, is part of the power of that film. And, and, th- and that just, that's really it. I feel like Stallone stripped a lot of the power of this movie and it's his call. He's the creator. That's fine. So I'm not going to disrespect him for doing it. And I can just watch Rocky four. I don't ever have to watch Rocky versus Drago again, but I just feel like this is a significantly less powerful film. It's not as tight a film anymore. Um, it, you know, as, as to where before it was 90 minutes of just, Fuck yeah, you know, I mean, you're just building up and building up montage after montage. Fucking amazing. And you still get montages in this one. Um, but again, the, the power, I just feel like, was really stripped from this movie. Um, and I like that it opens up, or that originally it opens up with Eye of the Tiger, because it fits that. It fits the setting where he's fighting Clubber Lang. It just doesn't work with the setting when he's fighting Drago. Yeah, and and, and again, getting getting rid of Seiko. And, and look... Like, I really, I, I don't believe, I, I, I don't believe that Stallone just of his own accord wanted to get rid of the robot. Um, I mean, the robot was so popular, literally there are scripts. In fact, you can read them in that issue of empire magazine. There were scripts made for a Seiko and Pauly television show, a spinoff television show. I'm not shitting you. That's how popular that was. Like, no, it, Anyway, and that, that's how much Stallone liked it, because, you know, Stallone would have had to sign off on a show like that. So that was a matter of money. But again, it strips power away from the movie. It takes away from its message, uh, you know, of, of the, the individual, you know, versus the machine. What a pity. Um, there's other things about this movie. And, you know, now I, I kind of I. Again, thinking about it, and I rested on this before I wanted to record this review. Um, there's some choices that I understand. You know, I get it that he was wanting to, like, that that Stallone wanted to tone down, you know, the, the movie, make it a little less fantastical. And because I thought the sound mix in it was was very uneven. You know, it's like there's points where they got rid of, you know, some of the more thunderous sounds. But then there's points where they're still there. And so it made for a very uneven sounding movie, which was, you know, just came to its its height of being uneven it with again, with playing Eye of the Tiger at the end, because the, the song just doesn't have the right sound for that moment. It just doesn't work. Uh, I mean, they'll play it for a bit. And then in the credits, they do go to Hearts on Fire, which was a smart move. Um and then they still play hearts on fire for the montage, you know, when he's climbing the mountain and everything. So I, I just weird, weird decisions. Um, so overall I've been going for about, I wanted to keep this around an hour and I know, I know I'm a little bit above that overall. Uh, I mean, just look, Ellen and I had a great time. Like it, it was, it was awesome. I'm still very pleased to have gone to theaters and seen what is essentially Rocky for, even though in many ways, very different. Um, you know, I would still like, here's the thing. If this was the version of, of Rocky four that we got in 85, um, 
then it wouldn't even be a contest. Rocky three would easily be the greatest Rocky movie of all time. Like it wouldn't be neck and neck. It'd, it'd be you know, Rocky four would be so far down, you know, again, not a bad movie, right? A great movie still. And, and I would argue still a 10 out of 10. Um, but it, it's, it's not this, it's, it's, it, it, I would never say 11 out of 10, right? <laughs> if, if we could even score it that way. So just, it just, it lost so much, but it was still great. And I, and I, if you're, um, if you're a massive Rocky fan, this is still absolutely worth watching because you get a lot more Apollo, you get great scenes from Duke, you get a lot more Adrian, which I think is, is awesome. Cause I always felt she was like the backbone of the whole damn saga. Um, and you miss her in Rocky Balboa. I, I thought, I thought the movie, like, I mean, it made for a great moment with Rocky talking about it, about her dying, but you miss her. And I understand why Talia Shire wasn't there, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I'll t- what would be amazing, even though it still wouldn't be that tight 90 minute package, what would be amazing again, would be to get that Rocky four complete edition where, okay, let's bring in, you know, these other scenes. Um, even though again, like I wouldn't want to bring in, you know, the title getting stripped from him changes things a lot. I guess I wouldn't mind if it's there. It's a good scene and it plays well with Rocky Balboa. Um, but you'd have to cut out the non-sanctioned line from the end fight. Uh, I would not keep the Russian premiere walking off in disgust like that. I would keep the original ending where he's clapping for Rocky. Um, but like bring it. Yeah. All these deleted scenes, bring all that in, you know, and bring in and but bring back, you know, Seiko, bring back the robot and all that. Um, yeah, I, a Rocky four complete edition would be an amazing movie. Uh, yeah. Cause you know, cause cutting away and I knew they were going to do it when I saw it, when I saw that they went right to the, when they skipped so fast to Apollo versus Drago, I knew they were going to use some of the, uh, uh, you know, backstage footage of Rocky and Apollo talking. I knew they were going to do it as a flashback during the end fight. And they did do that. Um, and that was weird too. There was some new narration done like in head narration, you know, inner monologue kind of stuff or inner dialogue kind of stuff, um, that was done in it that also played into like Rocky Balboa a little bit more into that movie a little bit more. Cause that gets done in that. Uh, and you could tell that it was Stallone in 2020, you know, doing that narration and that came off a little strange, but I mean, it didn't ruin it too much. It just, I don't, it didn't feel like it fit because yeah, again, it just, I mean, they could leave it in. That's fine. But it, it, it I don't know, to me, it just didn't work. Um, so just a lot of strange choices here. And I'd love to know what some of the other business decisions like, cause clearly I think a lot of the decisions with this movie came down to money. Like who do we have to pay out or what does, what does Stallone or whoever get to keep as far as, you know, the paycheck at the end of the day. Um, and I'd love to know more of those business decisions you get. I think, you know, we, I think, uh, uh, the guy, you know, who did the robot, I think he's, he's, he's right on, um, with what he was saying. I think there's, there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, but I wonder what else is behind some of these decisions, because some of them were, in my opinion, again, just weird. Um, but it's still a 10 out of 10 film, still incredibly enjoyable. It's still totally worthwhile to watch. I am not arguing against it. Like I said, when the Blu-ray comes out, you better believe I'm going to have, I'm going to get it. Not just because I'm a completionist, um, but I'm 
just as intrigued by a lot of what was happening. You know, a lot of the, the extraneous material, not necessarily the movie itself, but everything around it. Um, that was interesting too. So when Alan and I showed up at eight, um, and even a little bit before eight o'clock, they were playing some kind of stuff. There was a live interview going on from Philadelphia, uh, that I guess was coming from dish network. Like I saw some, I saw some stuff online about this. I was like, Holy shit. Are they doing uh closed circuit television? You know, like back in the eighties, right? Like how people used to watch WrestleMania, you'd go, you know, if you couldn't go to Madison square garden, you'd go to an auditorium or a theater or whatever, and you'd watch it from there. And it looks like they were really doing that. Like there were parts of the world or there were theaters where like their connection to dish network would cancel and like it would stop in the middle of the movie. Some people had some really bad experiences watching this, this film. Uh, I was kind of shocked by that, uh, but we were watching and it went maybe 15 minutes in at eight o'clock where there was this whole interview going on with Stallone live from Philadelphia, you know, in 2021 that night. And I thought that was really cool, but then they just cut it off out of nowhere, like mid sentence. And they started playing the film. I don't know what happened there, uh, but I really like that, that closed circuit you know, what used to be called closed circuit television, that kind of live presentation uh, style being done um, for these, you know, these event movies, you know, where, where it's these event re-releases. Um, I applaud that. I'm hoping that whatever that interview was, I'm hoping that ends up, you know, on the Blu-ray or, you know, on streaming or whatever, that they'll include that material though. I, I don't know with streaming. I doubt that it'll be there with Blu-ray again, hopefully, um, I will be picking it up. Like I said, when it comes out again, it was, it was, it was great. It was really great. It's, it's still incredibly exciting. Um, but it is a film that has been stripped of a lot of power, uh, you know, as Rocky versus Drago. But like I said, I, I think a big part of it too, was making this fit in better with the Creed movies, uh, maybe changing things up because some of the Canon changes, which is funny. Cause wasn't this orig- originally made by Canon films anyway, <laughs> No pun meant there, uh, but some of the canon changes, like I think, may directly contradict Rocky Five, because you know Rocky's not stripped of the title at the beginning of Rocky Five. Um, he gets stripped of the title, but that's because of his you know his condition that he develops, where he can't fight anymore, or he's not supposed to fight anymore. Very weird. I mean, Rocky Balboa plays into that too, that like, wait a minute, you know, he was told he, he couldn't take another single punch and yet you're going to let this 60 year old, you know, go and do the business. Um, anyway, maybe he just wants to erase Rocky five and this is more of that as well. So playing into Creed, getting rid of Rocky five. If that was the plan, I can appreciate that. I can respect that. Um, you know, even George Lucas wanted to, to, you know, light every copy of the, uh, the, the holiday special on fire. Right. (laughs) So, um, anyway, yeah, totally worth checking out. If you haven't, it is available online. I haven't seen it on torrent sites yet. And this is the 12th. I was kind of expecting it to be there already. Um, but I do feel like it's a one watch. I, I, you know, but you can tell me, you know, go in the telegram group and tell me about why you think this is actually a far superior version, uh, to, to the original Rocky four from 85. Um, and I, cause I'm, I'm intrigued to hear why. So, and of course the link for the telegram group is in the show notes for every episode of sovereign tech, or in this case, sovereign at the movies. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here and I will see all of you woo, on the other side, hopefully not on the other side of a boxing glove. <laughs> go watch it. Go watch it. Have fun. Hell watch the whole saga again. You're going to have a great time. All right. That's it. Woo. <laughs>